Hey, this is Kurt Angle. This is Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. This is Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. We marking out. Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Markin' Out! Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 491. Thank you very much for listening. I am one of your hosts, Dave. The Rave! And make sure you go check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash Markin' Out for July 4th sale. Taking place until, what was the date? I believe July 5th. Which July uh, doesn't give fit. us much time. <laughs> Not at all. But as you can hear, I am alongside here with Brandon. You can check him out on Twitter at BTTG161. Chris, you can check out at Chris Sween Dog. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Buy the t-shirt. And check out our YouTube channel. Hey, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. How are you doing? Hey, you know... I'm doing uh, pretty good. Got a basketball this week, so that's pretty fun. Why did you get a basketball? Well, I got my dad a basketball uh, for Father's Day, and I've just been going outside playing basketball, and I haven't done that in so long. And your hoop still I works? Guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still standing. Still standing. Some, a little bit of rust. A little bit of rust. It, but, it's not yeah. till til tanding? No, no. You know? That was an Elton John uh, reference. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Because <laughs> the last time, I don't know what, I forget what it was. It was, I think it was one of the COVID things mm-hmm. when he played live um, or live to tape, whatever. And he's just singing, I'm still standing, but it literally just sounds like he's singing, I'm till tanding, and I was dying. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, yeah. What's new with you? What's the haps? Not much. I uh, did some cooking this week. Uh, cooking with Brandon Eleven. How'd it go? Yeah. Uh, well, I had this pre-made Hawaiian chicken dish that that I had to use. So I open it up. It's in one solid package, and they're like, "Oh, take the chicken out and just dump the sauce." I'm like, "That's not feasible. It's not feasible at all." So it's got chicken. It's got pineapple chunks. I wanted more pineapple, and I added onions and peppers. So like, I uh, I cooked it first. And then I mixed it all together. The pineapple chunks that came with it were absolutely disgusting. Gross. Huh. The chicken was really good, though. Okay. Um, and then I, I made rice to put it over, and I somehow overcooked it. I followed the recipe, the, the uh, instructions. come on. Brandon, I don't know. You're, I, better, you're better than that. I just, I, for some reason, I can't cook rice properly. It's just like, it infuriates me. It doesn't make any sense. I, I follow the recipe, the instructions, or whatever. Uh, and I don't... I don't know if we should be admitting your flaws on the podcast. Eh, I, don't care. I mean, we just got Rachel Ray just contacted us about yeah, I'm sure. putting your face on a few shows and stuff like that. I heard so, dog bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god! So the the rice it was like a little like totally it wasn't like gloopy or anything. It was just like a little sticky. So I took rice out of it to have with the meal, and then I was like, you know what? 
this rice is just like a big waste. I'm just going to try to turn it into rice pudding. Never made pudding before, like outside of instant gimmick. So, and I'm not really a, a rice pudding guy, but I followed the recipe. I added some stuff and it turned out really good. Hey, mazel tov. And it turned out like normal uh, rice pudding. There you go. I actually, uh, this week, we ate portobello burgers. Ugh. So it wasn't actually like chopped up portobello or anything like that. Yeah, I but know. It yeah. Was just it's a, a, hu- it's a well, giant I mean, portobello mushroom. I, I say ugh because I'm not a big fan of mushrooms, but. Oh, uh, uh, I, I like I like mushrooms, but it was delicious. We ended up cooking. Can you call it a burger? It's not a burger. It's a mushroom. It's a mushroom on a bun. Yeah, but it's Put not a burger. Put some lettuce on top. It's not a burger. I, I They have that, a portobello mushroom sandwich. Oh. Is what I will call it. Okay, okay. And they have it at the island, <laughs> the Royal Caribbean's private island in, in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And I had it there, and I thought it was one of the best things I've ever eaten, even though I hate mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And I was, I literally made everybody I, I spoke to that day go try it. And then when, <laughs> and then when my younger brother went uh, recently ish to the island, I said, "You have to get this, this sandwich. It's the best thing I've ever eaten." Mm-hmm. So that's not, pretty not the cool. best thing. One of the best things. One of the best things. And I have a, a vacation book there. Hopefully, I'll. Uh, Hopefully they haven't changed it, and hopefully I'll be able to get that again. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, good times, good times. I also, what else you got? Uh, I also made pizza-ish. Any toppings? Uh, just onions, but uh, I used the three different cheeses, Parmesan, provolone, and mozzarella cheese. And the mozzarella cheese that I have, just for some reason, doesn't cook properly. Jesus, that's that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. I don't know why it doesn't cook properly, so I need to get like a different mozzarella cheese for sure. And mm-hmm. uh, but the provolone, man, that it tasted so good on that. It was like I don't, I can't even describe the aroma of that pizza. But mm-hmm. that's basically that was basically my week. Ah, good deal, good deal. Well, all right. Well, that's your week. That's my week. Let's talk about the week of sports entertainment and get on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night. Nitro, which was supposed to open up right off the bat with a double contract signing featuring Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, Boston Hug Connection, and Asuka. However, it opens with Boston Hug attacking Asuka. And uh, I, I thought that was pretty interesting to just have it like right off the bat, like the, the Monday Night Raw opens, boom, they're already brawling in the ring. I actually love that aspect. Yeah, I like that. Hey, it didn't happen on the ramp either. Right. But uh, it wasn't leading into a match, so that's fine. Yeah, I, you know, it was something different. Usually contract signings, it's one of those, like, stare downs, tension, 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 flip the table, and there you go. While this just went right into it. Yeah, and then they, they get them separated. Dolph Ziggler. Samoa Joe was a good host. Yeah, he was, yeah. Uh, but Ziggler comes out. He introduces McIntyre. And Ziggler did the the normal I'm going to win spiel. Yep, yep. McIntyre um, told Ziggler that he could pick the the stipulation for the match. What do you think it's going to be? What kind of a stipulation? Um, I'm going to go with a dog collar match. <laughs> Is that like a, a serious suggestion? 
No, no. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. <laughs> I really wouldn't. I don't know. McIntyre is yeah. like that big guy that could that I wouldn't mind seeing uh, facing a dog collar match. Yeah, it would be entertaining. I could see him like doing that little flip spot. Funny uh, that you but... suggested a dog collar match though, because I uh, I suggested a kennel from kennel from hell. <laughs> wow, that's but I'm completely joking. I don't. Although I wouldn't be opposed to seeing that, I don't think uh, the animal rights activists would allow that to happen these days. But that's true. What uh, kind of a match do you think it could actually legit be? Um, I mean, probably no DQ. Right. Yeah, because uh, we found out that that Robert Roode is also on on Raw with Ziggler, so maybe he'll factor into it. I, I don't know if he will, but because we yeah. haven't seen him in in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. He's been out with uh, suspension, right? No, I thought he was suspended. I don't believe Ruth. so. Hmm. All right, but Oscar Oscar well, cuts Ziggler off. Um, and, and Sasha Banks declares herself, uh, that after Extreme Rules, she'll be, uh, two belts Banks and her and Bailey will be taking over the whole company. Oscar oh. again, brawls with Boston hug, Boston hug, get away. Ziggler attacks McIntyre, but escaped before Claymore. I'll I'll be honest. I actually really want to. I mean, it's such a torn thing because we we love Oscar. Yeah. We have a lot of respect for. Her. We want to see long reigns for Oscar because of every like kind of justice for Oscar after everything with Charlotte Flair. But seeing Boston Hug carry that many championships is also intriguing to and entertaining as well. And now, and then there's the the whole thing. We don't know what Kyrie Sane's status in WWE is. Yeah, it seems like she's going to be. She's intending to move back to Japan. News broke or whatever that she might her contract might be up already. Uh, that she WWE wants her to be a, a, a an ambassador for Japan, mm-hmm. which would have her go back to Japan and stop wrestling here. But I don't know, and I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yes. After this backstage, Amos, uh, Angel Garza, and Zelina Vega were about to be interviewed, and Big Show cuts them off uh, and said he's pulling rank because he has to deal with Randy Orton. So Big Show heads right out to the ring, calls out Randy Orton, and out come Andrade, Angel Garza, and Zelina Vega, who basically trash talked him big show challenges them rick flair comes out hypes up randy orton and said he'll strike when he wants to strike so flair is now essentially being his mouthpiece even though covid tested positive there (laughs) sending flair in but whatever and then rick flair tells angel garza and almas to have that big show Viking Raiders came out to make the save. Leads to a brawl. Uh, and then in, into a match, Angel Garza and Andrade defeat the Viking Raiders. Uh, however, Almas went to leave during the match. Yeah, but Vega was able to step in there and uh, make sure nothing happened. Yeah, and I, I don't know with the, the finish of this match, I don't know how I feel about Angel Garza hitting the wing clipper on Eric. 
I don't know. I, I'm, I don't like it because, uh, yeah, we want to see Andrade and Garza built, be built. But on the other hand, we want to see Viking Raiders be treated as that powerful Viking Raider tag team that they are. Right. So. I, I still I enjoyed the match, but I just I don't I don't know if I like that ending. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. afterwards, Amos and Garza were arguing backstage, and Ric Flair came over to them, compliments them, and says he has an idea. And he's like, "Follow me." And then they all followed him. I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah. Uh, after this, we saw our Truth defeat Akira Tozawa to recapture the twenty four seven championship, and then our Truth escaped other ninjas. So, record-breaking That's, championship holder. I I love it. He uh, he I, might have like the most title reigns in WWE history. <laughs> <laughs> like he he might. I don't know. I'm not sure. What do you think? He, do you think I don't know how many. I don't know if Crash has more or not, but or or Raven. Do you think they have like a number in mind that they're trying to go for? I don't know. Maybe it's one six one. But after that, we saw Seth Rollins backstage speaking to Buddy Murphy. And basically just saying he had an important message to deliver. He then goes out to the ring. And he said that he's given Rey Mysterio every chance to walk away on his own. And Rey's just defied him every single time. And he asked Rey Mysterio to forgive him for what Rey is forcing Seth Rollins to do to him in the future. This gets cut off by a Zoom call by Rey and Dominic. Um... And basically just leads to uh, Rollins saying that if Dominic gets involved, he's going to be forced to end his career even before it gets started. Alistair Black and Humberto Carrillo come out. Rollins questions why they keep fighting Ray's fight. And Carrillo, he's like, you're a coward. And, And Alistair Black says, I recognize evil when I see it. There's not going to be any forgiveness here. Leads into Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins defeating Umberto and Aleister Black. As as we can expect. I mean, otherwise it's going to be pretty weird if uh, Rollins doesn't pick up the victory. Yeah, I liked uh, Umberto using the 619 during this on, on Murphy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, that powerbomb knee from the, the top rope that Buddy and Seth Rollins did. Yeah, that combo was pretty cool. Yeah, um... Afterwards, though, Aleister Black tried to attack Seth Rollins, but Buddy Murphy and Rollins got the upper hand. Uh, Seth ends up having Buddy Murphy drag Umberto to the steps. Carrillo fights him off. And while he went after Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy hits him with the steps. Rollins then puts the WWE shop Rey Mysterio mask on, which can't they just get a real Rey Mysterio mask? You would think that they would have an abundance somewhere. But he puts the WWE shop version on and uh, tries to do the eye gimmick to Umberto, but Alistair makes the save, and Seth was still able to hit the curb stomp onto Umberto on the steps. Yeah. So. Next up, you had backstage uh, Ruby yeah, Riot. Earlier in the night. Yeah, earlier in the night, Ruby Riot encountering the Iconics. Yeah, and Ruby basically questioned who blew their tag team title match last week and then challenged them to a match. Um, 
And then later on, Lana tried talking to Ruby, and Ruby's like, I don't need any of this. And then Lana hypes up Natty as being the locker room leader. Mm-hmm. Leads into Peyton Royce picking up the victory over Ruby Riot. Uh, I enjoyed this match. You would think maybe Ruby would have a victory here, or Liv Morgan would have gotten involved. But I'm happy, more than happy to see Peyton Royce pick up a victory with that uh, beautiful spinning brain buster. Yeah, that finish was I watched was that awesome. a bunch of times. I like that move a lot. Yeah, that was very impressive. And, I, and I once I, again, even... Um, what? Well, I was going to say, I don't know if Liv was even supposed to be here or not, but uh, apparently she was on vacation. Oh, I saw uh, she was on with someone, with Natty. right? Natty. Natty, yeah. Uh, one thing I, I thought that um, Billy Kay on the outside of the ring was unbelievable too. Like no matter who, if it's a singles match, both Royce and Kay, when they're on the outside of the ring, they are fantastic at engaging whoever is in the ring, and the commentators, and if there's a crowd, they just do such a great job on the outside of the ring. Yeah, and they're really funny too when I need to be. Like my my favorite my one of my favorite things from them is uh, being interviewed by Kathy Kelly. I think it was after the Rumble. They both get eliminated. Whatever they're in the back and they just like berate uh, Kathy Kelly, and she's trying so hard not to laugh. Yeah. And at one point, Billy Kay's like, "Where'd you? Where'd you?" She said something like, "Oh, would you get a journalism for that?" And Peyton even starts laughing. Yeah, they. they yeah. And what's cool is you can tell that they they are legit having fun, and that's pretty cool. Uh, next up, you had well, Royce picked up the victory. Uh, Big Show picked up the victory over Garza and Andrade in a handicap match. Uh, during this match, kind of the same as before, you had Garza almost leaving the match. I wish this was a um, a tornado handicap match. Mm-hmm. So, but Garza did walk off. He left. Mm. He left Big That's Show. True. Big Show alone yeah. to knock out Almas, and yeah. uh, which happened again after the match. And then the, I just I don't know. I don't like the continue uh, the teasing of the split. But maybe they're going to keep Randy Orton off TV for now with Edge's injury, and uh, Ric Flair will just continue to maybe mentor them. I mean, there's obviously a personal uh, connection there. Do you think that Ric Flair is going to take one of them away from Vega, or do you think maybe he's going to re-solidify them? I I don't know. I would hope for that to not happen. Yeah, I I don't want to see Vega split away from them. Um, Although then it would make Andrade like one of the top heels in WWE, and it would make... Uh, Angel Garza, one of the top baby faces. So in that sense, maybe think, that would do work. Do you think he could? I don't. Do you really think he could be a top baby, say, uh, baby face right? 110%, yes. Right now? Yeah. I don't know. But then what about Umberto? Uh, well, he just got I mean, the short end of the stick. Yeah, sorry, Umberto. Which sucks, but. You're just not booked. Unless maybe uh, they put a, put aside their differences finally and. Uh, I don't know, maybe Garza goes out and helps Rey Mysterio, something like that. I don't know. And they join forces. I guess we'll see. Uh, Next Um, up, we got Lashley MVP backstage from earlier in the night. Um, 
Yeah. What were they? Yeah. MVP was just saying how disrespectful, or Lashley was saying how disrespectful it was for uh, Apollo Crews to turn down MVP's offer. Uh, and then Lashley wanted to make sure that MVP wasn't going to be offering Apollo Crews another chance to, to join. And MVP is like, no, the deal's dead. And, uh, and then we saw our truth later on run into Apollo Crews, Ricochet, and Cedric Alexander. And our truth questioned whether or not they were ninjas. Which I thought was funny because he's over there trying to hide. He's just recaptured the, the championship. Yeah. But this leads into MVP defeating Apollo Crews in a non-title match. Totally didn't expect that. Uh, Lashley distracts Apollo Crews, which led to what I think was a lackluster victory for MVP. I I did pop for the perfect plex. Yeah, but I don't know. It just it, it came out of nowhere, I guess, and it wasn't like. I don't, it just doesn't. It, it wasn't like uh, effective. I like. I mean, he hit the player's boot. That's fine. That's a signature, mm-hmm. and I guess he's using the perfect plex now as a finisher. I don't believe he ever used that before. I was gonna say I don't think he's used that before either. Yeah, but uh, Apollo Cruz ends up attacking MVP after the match. Lashley quickly shuts that down with the master lock, and it leads to Ricochet and Cedric trying to stop Lashley which at first they were uh, not able to, and then they were eventually able to. I thought this was going to lead into a handicap match, another one. That's all we need. But it led into Bobby Lashley defeating Ricochet. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember that time Um, he faced Brock Lesnar? (laughs) What what confused me ultimately here was where did Apollo Crews go? This, This stemmed from Apollo Crews. He disappeared. He just, he he got defeated and he just went away to lick his wounds. But it stemmed from Apollo Crews. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I didn't get it at all, but Ricochet at one point has like a John Cena-esque comeback. But obviously not a full John Cena comeback because he lost to a master lock. <laughs> and then Cedric gets locked in one afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Bobby Lashley's ear was bleeding here too. I didn't know when it yeah, happened. I, I, I have to rewatch it, but I think he like his uh, maybe he had cauliflower ear or something, and it burst. Maybe it broke open. Not sure. But uh, after this backstage, we saw Dolph Ziggler uh, talking with Boston Hug, and he's like hyping it up as if he was going to be the one to take the reins in their match. And Sasha snaps at him, kind of, and like Sasha. ran. She like runs him down, and she's like. The last time we saw you, you were getting exposed on SmackDown while we've been dominating the the women's division. So she puts him in his place. And then the match happens. Main event, Sasha Banks and Dolph Ziggler pick up the victory over Asuka and Drew McIntyre. I like this match. Bailey on commentary was great. Yeah, I thought this match was, was, uh, I thought it was a great main event. And you cannot go wrong with Bailey on commentary. No. And even, like, I don't know if it was, like, supposed to happen this way, but the Meteora that Sasha hit to on uh, Asuka off the apron, I thought that was cool because she, like, hooked her feet on Asuka's shoulders instead of using her knees. Yeah. So I don't know if that was, like, maybe she went too fast or whatever, but I thought it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, also, we should talk about the, the end of this match because normally... 
that pin where she gets flipped out over while in the submission hold. I normally <laughs> hate that pin. Yeah. But Asuka, A, actually tries to kick out, and B, Sasha hooked her leg. Yeah, it was actually a fight for that pin. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't just, like... It wasn't just, yeah, it wasn't just a quick roll-up victory. It was she fought for that pin. Yeah, I and, and it, this match was really good. I was such a fan of this match. Mm-hmm. Moving over to Wednesday night, we had NXT, the Great American Bash, which uh, the stage was lined with uh, two, I guess, classic American cars and red, white, and blue balloons. Which, you know, to me, everyone's like, oh, this looks awesome. I was like, yeah, use cars, dude. Use car dealership. (laughs) (laughs) But I think very interesting here. I believe for the first time ever at Full Sail University, there was pyro. Yeah, that's very true. Obviously, it's not like the psh, 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 like the normal like July Fourth spectacle that WWE would do. Correct. It, it was, was not the psh, little Goldberg psh, or Gilbert. Not even. I mean, it was more the Gilbert. Gilbert had sparklers. Yeah, but it was it was uh, the normal like shh, pyro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I still thought that was cool because we've I don't to my memory don't think we've ever seen pyro at Full Sail University. Not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge. But the first match that we saw was Tegan Knox pick up the victory in a fatal four-way elimination match over Dakota Kai, Mia Yim, and Candice LeRae. I feel like I said Dakota Kai like uh, somebody from Minnesota. <laughs> but Candice was eliminated really early on here. And wow. Mia Yim went out next. And like I'm happy that they went with the elimination match where it eventually led into Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai alone. But Candice and Mia almost served no purpose in this. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It kind of like fell to the side. Like I, like the stuff that went on between Tegan and, and Dakota was way better than anything that the, that, that happened while the four of them were in the match. Mm-hmm. So, Tegan Knox is now the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, after later on backstage, Johnny and Candice were being interviewed, and Candice went ahead and attacked Mia Yim. Shane Strickland showed up and started arguing with Johnny. They get separated. It was announced that Candice LeRae will be facing Mia Yim next week at the Great American Bash Part 2. In a street fight. Mm-hmm. No word on if Johnny Gargano will be facing Shane Strickland. Um, I I could see that being an additive match. Yeah, we'll we'll have to I mean, see. But after this match, which by the way, I I there were so many commercial breaks during this match that it just like took away from the actual match. I felt like every other move was a commercial break. So Why? That, that sucked. It, I don't know. I mean, maybe they put all their commercials during this match because the, the main event had no commercials. Mm-hmm. So, because they were running on limited commercial breaks, I believe that's what uh, AEW also did. Mm-hmm. But gotcha. uh, after this, we saw Damian Priest being interviewed and he spoke about Cameron Grimes, challenged him to a match, and then later on, Grimes. He's like, I'm done with 
Damian Priest, I'm calling out Keith Lee and Adam Cole. I don't care who wins. I'm dubbing myself the number one contender. So that should be interesting because I don't see him at all facing whoever wins that match. Um, But after this segment, we saw Timothy Thatcher defeat Oni Larkin. I wish this was on TakeOver. Mm -hmm. Without commercial breaks, man, this was a hard-hitting match. It was technical, just like you'd expect. I thought this was such a good match. Uh, and Oni, he deserves so much that WWE is not giving him. I, I yeah. still want him and Birch to be tag team champions. I mean, Oni could certainly be some sort of North American champion. I totally agree with you. This is something that it was kind of weird because they built up their tag team too. Um, so it kind of, it's just fell to the wayside. But I, I do think I that, that I think Oni Lorcan is like the perfect opponent for Timothy Thatcher. Yeah. Th- this was a lot of fun, this match. Yeah. And after Thatcher won, he did not release the arm bar right away. Nah. Um, but usually, usually he does release right away, though. Yeah. But now he's a heel, so. That's true. Karrion Cross and Scarlet had a vignette air with them. And, uh, we're still, I mean, Keith Lee knocked that, that, uh, what is the sand gimmick called? The sand gimmick? Yeah, the, the oh, hourglass. The, <laughs> he knocked an, that, yeah, carrying across his hourglass over. So there's still something that, that has to happen with them. Yeah. So whether or not carrying cross goes after the North American championship or he's going after both championships, I have no idea. I don't know who wins that match yet. Um, but after this, we saw Rhea Ripley defeat Aaliyah and Robert Stone in a handicap match. This match was a lot of fun. Um, I really expected Aaliyah to pick up the victory during this. I thought, well, we both thought, I believe mutually thought Robert Stone was going to be the one to pick up the victory. Well, yeah, but I mean, in this win period, they were going to defeat Ripley. I, I think Robert Stone's last match was December 2018. Nah, I'm not well, sure, but I think so. But Ripley locks both of them in the prism trap with two different arms, and that was the end of it. I thought it was really good, though. Yeah, Rob Stone. Uh, I think that him and Aaliyah is a great pairing because Rob Stone, he's a veteran. You know, he's been with wrestling for a long time. So is so, Aaliyah at this point. Yeah, but to have... No, nah, I mean, that, obviously not Rob's... Yeah, Strauss yeah, has been have, around the business for, what, 20 years maybe? Exactly. So to have Aaliyah with him, it could only benefit her. And I really expected uh, Aaliyah or uh, Rob Stone to pick up the victory in this match because it would have made so much sense to have Ripley as part of Robert Stonebrand kind of against her desire Wow. And kind of her sto- a storyline with them of her trying to break out and keep on maybe sabotaging Rob Stone brands like all the matches and stuff. Yeah, it would have been fun. Stone this year is his twentieth year in wrestling. There you go. That's well, now what absolutely happens? insane. But what happens with this now? I mean, you do you have a rematch of this or is that it? I I don't know. Maybe a one on one or something. I maybe you get the one on one with another stipulation, but. I 
I think that you could have had more if, if Ripley did lose this match. I think that as well. I don't know what happens with Rhea Ripley next. Exactly. Especially because exactly. we, we have Tegan Knox as the number one contender. So, Yeah, I I think you could have gotten better stuff the other way around. But uh, one of the other things is Rob Stone was on the offense of Ripley too. And it was kind of weird because we went to commercial break and then you come back and Rob Stone has Ripley in, I think it was a sharpshooter or something. Or... I forgot. He had some sort of a submission on her while Aaliyah had another move on her. Yeah, which, just, it, again, would have been nice if there wasn't a commercial break. Yeah. It I was, just, yeah. I hate commercials so much. So, it, like, it, I get I so infuriated having to sit through. It's like, oh, you're watching a YouTube video and, like, an ad comes up. And then it's like, oh, by the way, this isn't the, the only ad. We have a second ad airing. It's like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, I, I get where it's, like, advertisers, you get the, the money from it, whatever, but I will never, ever be influenced from a commercial. I'm not going to see Applebee's commercial and be like, oh, hell yeah, let's go to Applebee's tonight. I'll do that on my own volition. I don't need a commercial yeah. to tell me to go to Applebee's. Mm-hmm. You never see a Cheesecake Factory commercial. I'll go there a lot. Well, I, I can't really complain too much about the commercials because they have been doing a great job with intertwining the pick picture in picture aspect I, I can't i can't take picture in picture uh, because it's it's such a small little box and i'm still hearing the guy talk about state farm insurance <laughs> limu emu i don't need to hear that stuff well let's go from limu emu to loomis <laughs> loomis uh loomis picked up the victory over roderick strong um in a strap match the first ever strap match in yes, nxt history match. I what I think they said the third uh, strap match in uh, in Great American Bash history. I'm not positive. That, I know about they, that. they made reference to Dusty. Yeah, I believe Dusty and Terry, maybe. Um, per, I'm not I, sure. I feel like they definitely brought up Terry Funk. Um, but yeah, uh, what did you think? There was this one spot where they were on the stage, and Loomis was about to put Strong into the back of the car. I thought that they should have went through with that. What do you think? Well, because if they went through with that, though, where would Roddy, like, he come out and be even more scared, I guess? I don't know. I don't know, but maybe he could have came out rejuvenated even, like, overcoming his fear. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 it, yeah that would be a uh, a smart uh, thing to have. Yeah, I but was I, surprised that the card did not get ruined, though. It's on a loan, brother. Huh? I said it's, yeah, on, right? it's on loan, brother. <laughs> Yeah. But I liked I liked the fact that they brawled around the arena, like that. Yeah. And oh, I, yeah. the one thing I thought was uh, kind of weird though is the crowd starting a Dexter likes it chant when Roddy started using the strap to whip Loomis. Yeah. Yeah. But, some some chants are kind of weird. Yeah, but I liked Roddy hog tying Dexter's legs together when he did that Boston Crab. I thought that was really cool. Well, um, I. I, I think that I mean obviously we know Strong has is a great wrestler, but I think Loomis is shining is doing a great job in the ring, um, and he has a lot of entertainment value. Yeah, uh, Loomis, his character, his in ring ability. I still can't believe his theme song is stock. What do you mean? I thought it was like a WWE theme, but it's not. It's stock. Oh, interesting. Yeah, very cool. But uh, Bobby Fish got involved. Uh, Loomis was able to cut him off with the strap and then knock him off the apron by whipping Roderick Strong into him. 
And then Loomis wraps the strap around Roderick Strong's neck and makes him tap with the Katagatame, which is now being called Silence. Good, because Katamakame. Katagatame. The Katagatame. Katamakame. No. Katagatame. Katakamakame. He is calling that move Silence. I'm just going to go with Silence. After that, we had a Keith Lee interview video package about him versus Adam Cole, uh, about it being the biggest match of his career. Adam Cole said that everything that's happened to Keith Lee so far is because of him. And he spoke about how he is NXT and how he's going to be proving himself to be the greatest champion in NXT history. So next week at the Great American Bash, it'll be undisputed. Versus Unstoppable. And I, I liked I liked this style of uh, video package. Yeah, totally with you. After this, we saw Santos Escobar to come out, cut a promo about Lucha Libre, and said it's not just about wearing a mask and doing flips. And he said that they're going to be leaving a legacy and right the wrongs of those who disrupted it. Um... And truly show what it means to be a Lucha Libre artist. Maverick cuts this off. Uh, He rips off his neck brace. Goes into the ring alone. Only to get stopped by Raul and Joaquin. And uh, Santos is like, no one can stop me. No one can touch me. Brizongo come out, make the save. And next week we have El Legado del Fantasma versus Brizongo and Drake Maverick at the Great American Bash Part 2. I mean, obviously, Escobar is coming out with the victory. Um, I... You don't think? I don't know. I'm going... That, it's I'm like, going where to... does Drake go from there? I know. It, it's... I hate to say it, but it... it watch, it, it's going to end up Drake... It doesn't yeah, necessarily a- mean that Santos will be the one pinned. He could still lose and have it be. That is true. That is very true. That's true. Uh, right. They aired a Mercedes Martinez vignette, which will uh, that said that she'll be returning next week or making her big return or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So she'll be there next week. We don't know who she'll be facing. I'm saying Martinez faces uh, Santana Garrett. Or maybe she faces Robert Stone. Oh, maybe, maybe. Probably not. Oh, that could be an idea. What if Robert Stone tries to go after Martinez, and in that you have Martinez going after Ripley? Uh, hmm. It gives Ripley something to do. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, time will tell. Yeah, but main event of the evening Yet, Io Shirai pick up the victor over Sasha Banks. Um, this match was incredible. Sasha Banks had a special car entrance with her, Bailey, and her dog. I thought that was funny. I yeah. liked that 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 uh, USA-inspired gear that Sasha was wearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I liked Bailey using the horn to distract Io. Yeah. Um... But yeah, this was a really good match. Sasha Banks hit that sunset flip powerbomb through the ropes onto the hockey glass that I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. The end of the match, though, comes about uh, EO has Sasha Banks locked in the the crossface. Bailey tosses 
the championship into the ring, the, the women's championship, uh, the women's tag team championship, I should say, one of them, and goes to deal with the referee while the referee goes to uh, toss the, the title out. And behind the referee's back, Sasha Banks tries to use the title on Io Shirai, but up appears Asuka. Yeah, she tries to pull that championship, but she can't get it because Asuka's on the other side of it. Yeah, and Asuka spits that mist into uh, Sasha Banks' face. Io Shirai hits that moonsault. And that's the end of the match. What an ending. Uh, that, that definitely was a surprise with Asuka at the end of there. And it's great because you had that connection of Io with Asuka as well. Yeah, I just, I like I said with the other match, I wish this was a, a takeover to have that live crowd pop where it's like Asuka comes from under the ring and then spits the mist. People would have, they would have gone nuts. Oh yeah, for sure. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm just, I wish, I miss takeovers. I wish it was a thing. Yeah, soon. Today, today is the five-year anniversary of Triple H annou- announcing NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Wow. Yeah. So that was NXT. We're moving on to SmackDown. Opens up with Michael Cole introducing Matt Riddle, where they briefly speak about AJ Styles, but a a majority of this promo, I guess you would call it, Mm -hmm. was Matt Riddle saying, bro. (laughs) And I think it was way more than we would have heard in NXT. And then they give backstory to Matt Riddle's feet. Yeah, I didn't really need that. What? Like, I, 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 I'm like speechless at how bad this segment was to me. I wasn't overall impressed with any of the, the segments of SmackDown period. Mm. And this was exactly a start of it. No, I well, I definitely disagree. I, if you tell me the opening and closing segments, I think everything else was fine. But this, right, I thought, I'll was buy, bad. I'll buy for the opening and closing. King, opening and closing was awful segments. And, King Corbin, yeah. King Corbin cuts this off and uh, and said that Matt Riddle doesn't belong. And then uh, Corbin's like, "You have to be ready for a match whenever." Blah blah blah. Riddle steps up to the challenge, and Corbin brings out John Morrison instead. John Morrison. Matt Riddle picks up a victory over John Morrison with King Corbin on commentary. He even uh, got a face full of flop. Yeah, a face full (laughs) of flop. Uh, (laughs) This match, though, I was like all about this. I thought like they the reversals in this match were awesome. I thought. John Morrison and Matt Riddle worked very well together in this. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not something I thought I like, I, I never thought about seeing this match. Like it was never like a dream match to see of mine. Yeah. But it was really good. And I'm glad we got to see this. It's definitely the most we've seen John Morrison do since he's returned. Um, there's like no doubt like he was pulling out I don't even know what move I don't I like I can't describe that one I, move that John Morrison did it was like a first of all he like did the the leap thing into like a roll into a, a gut wrench 
powerbomb position into a razor's edge into a UFO rock bottom. Yeah. That was just like mind blowing to me. It was definitely, they definitely meshed very well together. Yeah. I was a big fan of this match. And afterwards, AJ Styles attacked Matt Riddle and Drew Gulak made this save leading into their match, which was for the Intercontinental Championship. AJ Styles picks up the victory over Drew Gulak. Um, Daniel Bryan was on via Zoom, Zoom. during this. <laughs> they, they didn't even use, I don't think that was even the Zoom logo. I don't they, know, but. They just had Zoom written across <laughs> it. <laughs> but, uh, but. Th- this is like, first of all, back-to-back matches, two former Evolve wrestlers featured in them. Um, yeah. Fantastic matches. Yeah, that- that's huge after the news from this week. Yeah, WWE oh. apparently purchased Evolve and their library. Yeah, so I guess it's some maybe we'll see some Evolve show events put on the network. Yeah, and I'm, that's definitely a possibility considering we saw one of them as a network mm-hmm. special. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was a really good match. AJ Styles hit a power bomb into a Styles clash and then picked Gulak up. And put him on the ropes so he could uh, eventually hit the phenomenal forearm. I thought he was about to lock in the dro- the the gulak. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yo, that's awesome!" And then he just did the he like draped him over the rope, and I was like, "Oh, I'm, that's still cool." <laughs> but yeah, I was a big fan of this match as well. Yeah, I thought it was it was exactly as you expected it to go. It was very technically sound, and it was awesome. After this, we saw the Boston Hug Connection present a tribute to themselves after uh talking about the undertaker and how he called bailey last week to tell her how great she was (laughs) i thought this segment was hilarious which is why i had to stop you at the beginning i told no yeah you know that's where you did get me the the opening and the ending stunk but this pro this montage was was great it was incredible um yeah, I and I they, thought it they was... mentioned <laughs> they mentioned uh, NXT Takeover in Barclays Center. Yeah, they also mentioned uh, Lita, John Cena. Yeah, so many other people that I think Bailey was better than. Yeah, and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross came out, and Nikki Cross promised, I guess, saying that she can take the title from Bailey at Extreme Rules. And Alexa Bliss ends up slapping Bailey and Sasha Banks. Kind mm-hmm. of turning the tables, challenging Alexa Bliss to a match uh, on, on Bailey's. Of... Yeah, very much like how Bailey's been doing to Sasha. Yeah, turning the tides a bit. I once she did this, I definitely liked it because it kind of spices up the um, that challenge that Sasha Banks laid out to Bailey. You know, it, it spices up that entire feud, not feud aspect. Um, yeah, and then the match went on. Bailey picks up the victory over Alexa Bliss via disqualification. Um, there's like she so many able... go on. I, no, I, I I like the fact that she was able to goat Nikki Cross into the DQ. Yeah. Uh but there were so many like little details of this match. I liked when uh when uh, Alexa Bliss went for the slap, but Bailey like outsmarted her and caught mm-hmm. the, the arm and then Bliss just like poked Bailey's nose. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then I, I popped later on when Corey Graves brought up uh, the coal mine when mm-hmm. Nikki Cross yeah. started to bang, <laughs> bang on the table. 
And, uh, and yeah, like you said, she was goaded into it. Sasha Banks got involved behind the referee's back. Nikki attacks Sasha Banks and snaps, I guess, and punches Bailey. Yeah. After um, this segment, we saw a Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman history video package. Um, now, I, I thought it was okay. Like this yeah, one, I, I, yeah, it, this it, it wasn't. It didn't do anything for me. But it was just more of a filler. But here it's like it's like reminiscing of like the the old Bray Wyatt and it's like how good it was. But it wasn't Not to say it's still good. Not still not not to say it's not good now, but like at first I, I didn't I was just I, like a big fan yeah. of it. At first version. I didn't think that it was even a promo or a segment. At first I thought it was just like a quick five second commercial that it was going to hype and then it just went on and on and on. And I just, I just didn't get into it. I didn't realize last week that they announced, uh, that it's going to be a Wyatt swamp match at extreme rules horror show. Like I, I sounds like cinematic. I just still assumed it was going to be like a Wyatt family compound match, but I mean, technically it should still be that because it's, I mean, I would assume the swamp is on the compound, <laughs> but I have to wonder if Eric Rowan is going to be returning for this. The title's not on the line. It's Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. One-on-one swamp match. Title is not on the line? No. And that iteration of the Wyatt family was when I believe Luke Harper was injured. So Rowan was there for it. Huh. That would be interesting. I am happy that it's not non-title because that does mean that Braun is non-title. Yeah, that it is non-title because that means that uh, Bray Wyatt can win. And I think that it's going to be pretty good. Uh, after this, we saw Shinsuke Nakamura defeat Kofi Kingston. Disappointing. Um, Cesaro, who wasn't wrestling, had his 3D graphics. Mm-hmm. But Nakamura, who was wrestling, who I think has the best 3D graphic, did not have his 3D graphic. Wait, what do you mean? I I was I was specifically looking for Nakamura. Didn't they happen. did have the they they had the ceiling. No, they didn't. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they pulled, because I was specifically looking out for it because you mentioned to me that his was a lot better than Cesaro because I was marking out for Cesaro, and I know that they started off on the stage. So I was just like, ah, oh, damn. Okay, I guess I'll have to go onto YouTube to try to watch this. And but then when they cut, um, when they did the peel back. To show the ring, uh, you could. They had the over, like the I don't know. It looked like a hanger or something over top. A hanger? I, I don't know how to describe it, David. I think it's the top of the performance center. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think they had Nakamura's 3D graphic. Well, you told me that the ceiling changes. Yeah, and I think that was just the performance center. What's the ceiling for Nakamura? I don't. It's I can't describe it. I don't know. I don't. I can't describe Nakamura's 3D graphic, but I don't think it was used on SmackDown. I could be completely wrong, but I really don't think. I I mean, I could be wrong too, but I'm shocked. Yeah, I really don't think it was. But but, uh, Cesaro ends up hitting Kofi Kingston behind the referee's back. And Big E goes and attacks him. They... uh, Get he chases Cesaro. Cesaro runs into the ring. Biggie 
takes Cesaro out of the ring. And then uh, Ref Jess tosses Big E from ringside. Mm-hmm. And then Cesaro as well. Yeah. Uh, I um, think as far as this match goes, I think this match would have made a very good WrestleMania match for the WWE Championship. I could see that. I I definitely agree with you. Not uh, one match disappointed. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I yeah. thought that it was a very it was a very nice match. It was cool. I liked the aspect that Cesaro and uh, Big E were tossed. Um, um, and I would say it was a surprising victory for Nakamura. Yeah, I wasn't expecting Nakamura to pick up the victory, but considering having to build up Cesaro and Nakamura right now, I'm very happy that he did pick up the victory. Yeah, and uh, Cesaro afterwards came out to celebrate, broke out a table. Big E came out, puts a stop to that, and they announced a tag team championship match for SmackDown next week, which perhaps is maybe a little too soon. But I'm assuming at Extreme Rules, that's going to only lead to a tables match. Yeah, I think that it's definitely going to be a tables match. Um, yeah. Uh, closing of SmackDown saw Sheamus's toast to Jeff Hardy, uh, which I didn't expect Jeff Hardy to be involved with this segment until later on. But he was the first one out, and then Sheamus appeared via Zoom. <laughs> It was basically just Sheamus trying to get Jeff Hardy to drink. Jeff ends up pouring the drink over uh, the taller version of MJF. (laughs) (laughs) The bartender that Sheamus had and uh, then smashed a champagne bottle over his head and hit him with the swanton. Um, Honestly, I thought this segment was going to be a lot worse than it was. It was still bad, but I thought it was going to be a lot worse. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was going to be a lot worse. I didn't think it was going to be a lot better. It was just bad, period. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah that, that was SmackDown. We say goodbye to Dave. All right, I'll see you guys later. And we say hello to Chris. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Chris, how are you doing? I am doing great. And it's been a pretty uh, long day. But uh, a fun and exciting day in the world of Chris. Hashtag the best thing about marking out. Uh, let's get to some AEW talk. And it was not AEW Dynamite this week. It was week one, night one, whatever you want to call it, of Fighter Fest. It was also uh, and- uh, it was also Canada Day, which Chris Jericho sported a very Canadian uh, sport coat on yeah. commentary. Which, and, thank God he was on commentary. Yeah, Brandon uh, texted me and said, Chris Jericho is the best. He really is. Like, we've said this numerous times while we were discussing him on commentary. And it's like, it's it sucks that there will never be a point in Chris Jericho's career where he's retired and just doing commentary. Because I would love to just have Chris Jericho commentary all the time. So, uh, you know, happy 4th of July, by the way, everybody. Yes, yes. Um, since this episode will be dropping on 4th of July, so while you're home, uh, socially distancing yourself so we don't spread this virus more than we have. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, I mean, Regardless, for me, it's going to happen. That's probably one. Yeah, for us, 
tees.com slash market go buy shirts they're 20 percent off it's great happy yeah. canada day happy america day anyway um they're talking about mount rushmore's recently i've been seeing it like i don't know if it's on social media or whatever it is and people are saying they're mount rushmore's jericho this era jericho has to go on with the scarf and with the the aviator sunglasses just looking like a brother has to that that, that inscription of Jericho has to go on the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestlers. Well, <laughs> I don't know necessarily think that, but I mean, but, he, he's over on Twitter arguing about uh, ratings. Yeah, because we want to know why. Because he doesn't care about it. He knows he's still Come putting on. out a good product, dude. He and it clearly showed... cares. If he's if he's arguing the fact that even though NXT won the ratings, AEW won the demo. Like that's the second week in a row, I believe he's argued that. Do you have you realized in life that Chris Jericho is one of the biggest trolls on the internet when mm. it comes to stuff like this? I don't know, but uh, in regards to the ratings war, safety precautions, it came out that AEW apparently isn't doing all they say they're doing. As they let fans in without getting tested, all they did was the boop. Point, yeah, and, the, point and shoot thermometer, have them sit up in the fans if they didn't get like the, the actual gimmick test. And just, oh, if you get COVID, whatever, that's fine. You guys could sit near each other up in the stands. But it doesn't as, matter. But as I told you today, I was dropping my kids off somewhere. Which um, is baffling. And there is a summer camp that's open by us. Um, and kids are walking in. They're lining up. The parents have a mask on outside. The kid, they just had a little scan gun. Boop, let him in. Uh, like that, I, I don't understand that at all. Especially like, we're not even in phase four yet where they said that they like announced the whole big thing with sporting events, how we will not have any fans for sporting events. Good. And it's like, oh, but here's summer camp. Let's put the children in danger. I, honestly, I don't see baseball getting off the ground. Well, with all the players now stepping down. Yeah, it's just like, it's just it's just a bad or scene all around it. I should say. Yeah, opting out. Um, but let's, we've digressed so severely, let's get back onto great wrestling as you had surprising to both of us. Uh, we tied by the way, Brandon. Well, I don't was it really a pay-per-view even? <laughs> I would say this is it's something to predict here. Um, did, you didn't do predictions last week for NXT? Uh, no, we didn't No. Well, cause, cause we didn't have, there was nothing really announced other than like the, the fatal four way. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, surprising to us, Jungle Ex- Jurassic Express picks up the victory over MJF and Wardlow. Um, MJF coming coming out and cutting a great promo, as he <laughs> normally does, and you know says he's out first because there's a ratings war going on, which I thought was hilarious. I, I'm remi- reminded of uh, of Chris Jericho saying, "Look at that! What is that? A moo moo?" Oh yeah. <laughs> I green and pink went together. Green and pink. Yeah, green and pink are work lovely together. What do you mean? I, I just I Adam Rose she... used to rock green and pink uh, on his. I know, but, trunks, but what MJF had was more of like a faint light pink, and it was yeah, just of like course. light I pink, light green, beautiful. I don't know. Rose, Maybe... you ever hear of it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, Seal. Uh, anyway, fantastic tag team match. Jurassic Express picking up the victory. So maybe they're still going to start going over and being the next uh, groomed. Into being main event, uh, I mean, uh, number one contenders. For the uh, yeah. Uh, MJF accidentally hit Wardlow with the 
dynamite ring. Yes. Um, I do think that the ending of the match should have been more than just a standing moonsault from yeah. Luchasaurus, because, like... He has that sick, like, Black Mass type kick, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, to me, like, it just made it, it just made it look like Wardlow was weak or whatever. And I didn't get the involvement of Marco Stunt at all. Because he's just part of the team. Yeah, but he, like, every left and right, it was trying to look like cause disqualifications for Jurassic Express. So it didn't make any sense. Uh, next up, after this, though, before uh, a great women's championship match, is he had a little uh, side scuffle there with Joey Janela and uh, the Murderhawk monster Lance Archer setting up their match next week uh, at Fighter Fest Night 2. Yeah. So that should be a fun match, but a uh, great women's championship match is Hikaru Shida picks up the victory over a super bad girl, Penelope Ford. Wow. There what were man oh man times where I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Why? I thought there were going to be times in, well, there were times in this match where, uh, where I thought for sure Penelope Ford was going over and I was like, no. Yeah, so did I. Uh, right off the bat, I think we should say that uh, Kip Sabian got tossed from ringside, although he eventually made his way back down to, uh, I guess, try and attack Hikaru Shida with her kendo stick, but she hit him. But I I, I liked all the false finishes in this, and I was yeah. I was hooked. Yeah, no, so was I. And uh, this kind of shows you that th- there's a little bit more depth uh, in that women's division. I know we also everybody says and voted it on our Twitter at Marking Out that NXT has the best. Uh, not not just women- NXT, WWE as a whole. Yeah, there's well, no argument. There's no way you can tell me any other. Regardless, company. that's to prowrestlingtees.com/slash/markingout. Twenty percent off this weekend. Use the coupon code America. So outstanding women's match continuing on as Cody. With Arn Anderson, picks up the victory over Jake Hager with his wife Catalina Hager uh, in a uh, nice nice win. Cody Rhodes gets there. Eh, fall flat match for me. Yeah. I, we, we've did, seen TNT Championship uh, matches with Cody, de- uh, uh, him defend the title in these absolutely killer matches. And I think Jake Hager is, for me, just like Bobby Lashley. It's very difficult for me to, like, get into watching a match with them. And and the, the end of the match with, it was just like a whole jumble with, with, his, with Hager's wife, with Arn and Dustin both getting involved. And then I have absolutely no idea how Jake Hager thought he was the winner of that match. Because he thought he choked him out. Where he didn't realize that his shoulders were on the uh, ropes. I mean, his shoulders were down. Uh, That's why I like the ending of it. Because it shows you, like, you know, Cody's how ring savvy he is. He's like, oh, hey, listen, I could be backwards. Oh, my God. You know. I th- weren't they kind of painting the picture as if Cody didn't do that on his own and he was just, like, passed out in that position? I forget. My apologies. Uh, but Jake Hager afterwards attacked a referee and now is suspended and fined uh, a certain amount of money. I believe he's suspended for 10 days. Yep. So. And then after this, we had another Darby Allen is not cleared yet vignette with him just skateboarding. It's insane. Like, I'm not a big fan of skateboarding, whatever. Tony Hawk Pro Skater was a cool game. Uh, That, whatever, I don't know if you, I mean, you would call it a trick, I assume. Whatever 
Darby Allen did where he did a big a backflip onto the board and then went off. I thought that was super cool. You know, if he missshot that just a little, he would have gotten real hurt, man. Well, so that just shows how he's, great a skateboarder he's already, he is. He's already not cleared, so what has he got to lose? <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's the whole point of the promo. He's not cleared, so what is he? Have to, he lives life dangerously, brother. I'm not cleared yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I cleared just, to. I just skate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that somebody should make that. That's funny. Uh, private party with Matt P.S. Hayes uh, Hardy. <laughs> I mean, private party. Yeah, private party with Matt Hardy. Wow, that rhymes. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. yeah. So they pick up a victory over Santana and Ortiz of the Inner Circle. <laughs> Very cool. Orange Cassidy was on commentary. I don't think he moved until after the match. <laughs> but he just got up. Yeah. But it was great. And, Jerry, and then, yeah, and then the scuffle. But that's the thing. They're giving this more of a storyline. Orange Cassidy is now getting into Chris Jericho's head by doing nothing. <laughs> Yeah, Jericho went to attack him and it got broken up. But uh, as far as the match, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I think it was last week where we said that with Matt Hardy. Hopefully he wears something that P.S. would have worn. <laughs> yeah, right. And it happened, so that was pretty cool. Sliding into the skid. Uh, up next was like a... a promo. I don't know. Yeah, I guess a promo. Omega and uh, Adam Page interview gimmick. Yep. But then also, too, you had Taz come out with the machine, Brian Cage, and talk about how there was supposed to be an AEW World Championship match next week. Uh, there is not. It's going to be in two weeks at Fight for the Fallen, which I really like what they're doing here. You know, they're raising a bunch of money, and they're giving that to, like, charities for first responders and stuff like that. So bravo to AEW for doing that like that. And also, we all understand the real reason why there is no AEW World Championship match next week. And Taz shot on it, saying that they don't run whatever... Uh, what I forget what wording he used. I don't know. I saw it on the sheets today. It was but, a big headline. But yeah, WWE so he not takes, happy with yeah, he takes a shot at WWE for Renee Young having COVID. But um, I, I don't. I hate that I want to say this, and I hate that I'm going to say this. Taz is flying from New York to Florida and not doing the 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 two-week quarantine that you have, the mandatory two-week quarantine. It's not happening. AEW is praising all their, like, oh, they we're doing the best stuff for, for COVID. And then here the, the, the announcement comes out, the story leaks or whatever, that they're just, oh, boop, for, for the, the non-performers, the people sitting all the way away from the, the performers. And then, and then you, like, you, it's clear as day that if if Taz is in New York and then they post pictures of them flying into Florida, it's clearly that they're not they're, they're not quarantining. Maybe they're going on Tony Khan's private jet from New York. You never know. It, that's still that's not how it works. He's still interacting with people in New York. I assume. Where's his food coming from? The store. Which is you got to interact with people at a store. No, you don't. I don't interact with people at the store. You self checkout. Bag everything myself beforehand. Use a little scan gimmick. Wipe it down. There's still people there. I use Apple Pay. Yeah, but I have a mask on. So <sighs> I'm doing my part. I wish we had marking out masks. How come we didn't put that on Pro Wrestling TZ? Do they How come even, those are at a time? I don't think they make those. I don't know. I, I wanted. Make... They make those Lucha masks that uh, not not uh, not Pro Wrestling Tees. I forget what company. I think it's Mass Republic, maybe. 
Okay. They make the lucha inspired masks and but they're they're thirty bucks, the reusable ones, but Yeah, I have a, a reusable Cubs mask, which is I, outstanding that my I, wife gave me. And I want to get one of the Danhausen ones because they're I, just fun. I just use the blue one, the the standard Standard gimmick. I look like an idiot. I can't breathe in it. Yeah. But I don't care because I, I was, <laughs> during COVID I, I don't care what I look like. I've grown out all my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a giant unibrow. Don't care. Don't really care at all. You haven't tweezed them yet, Brandon? No. I, first of all, I would shave my unibrow, but I honestly do not care. I, like, I'm not going anywhere except for doctor's appointments. What are they going to say? Oh, notice the extra uh, space missing. Uh, what's what's the guy on the? He was on the he was on the Pelicans, and now he's on the Lakers with LeBron. What's oh, his name? Yeah, uh, Anthony Davis. There it is, Anthony Davis. You just, you know, I just became a big Anthony Davis fan during this quarantine. So Andy, Andy Kaufman too. Mm. He had a unibrow, but no, I really, I just don't care. It's like, I don't know. I, I really, for a long time now, I haven't cared what I look like. <laughs> I don't know if that's a bad thing or good thing to say, but we went for Brandon's uh, opinions over here. So it's... <laughs> randomosity and that's what this podcast is and that's why it's great and that's why we love doing it for you um and let's talk about the main event of night what a fighter fest uh unfortunately me and brandon were both wrong uh as kenny omega and hangman adam page are still your AEW world tag team champions uh beating the hands down best entrance in all of professional wrestling history what are the odds that two companies <laughs> Going head to head in their main events, both have a car entrance. I don't know, but listen, best friends, Chuck and Trent, they lost, but they <laughs> have cemented their legacy in professional wrestling with the outstanding entrance of Trent's shoot mother driving him to the arena in a minivan. Did you see? And then getting a kiss from his mother before did, going to the ring. Did you see Chuck Taylor posted a, a conversation between him, or not really a conversation, but his mom texted him saying, "WTF? Yeah. I can drive." Yes, I saw that. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but uh, again, it's like, is that really the smartest thing to have her there? Have sweet Sue. Like it's uh, funny. It's great in any other climate, perhaps. Imagine that was like all out in Chicago and they're going for the tag team titles and then she rolls up. You know how big of a pop she would get? Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I do. I still D liked it. Regardless Dave and I, Dave and I sat next to her at a, right. uh, at a SmackDown show once. Didn't we see her? No. You, did you go to that uh, NYWC show where we saw Trent and he gave him a shirt? Yeah, I was there for that. I don't, I don't remember his mom, but um, actually maybe I do remember her. There's like pictures of him. He posted of like her and cheeseburger in Japan somewhere. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but this was a fantastic tag team match. Uh, in the first sequence between Kenny Omega and Chuck Taylor, I just kept saying to myself, man, how good is Chuck Taylor? Like really holding his own and working the same style that Kenny Omega style. And he did it seamlessly. I thought that opening sequence was outstanding. Uh, it was it was nice of commentary to cover up the the refereeing. What do you mean the officiating? They were well, they were pushing like really kind of pushing the the count that like the wrestlers have a ten count in between tags. Yeah, and Aubrey's not even counting. <laughs> not even counting. They're like, she's got a ten count. Being uh, 
very liberal with their count. Yeah, come on, JR. And how many times did Chris Jericho say happy Canada Day? Doesn't matter. It was Canada Day. It Canada, was. Canada Day. I, I posted a GIF. I don't think anybody retweeted it. That hurt my feelings. It took me so long to record it from WWE Network of Landstorm with all his Canadian championships. Yep. Nope. To wish everybody a happy Canada Day. Why don't you tag them? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think to do that. I don't really like tagging wrestlers. Yeah, I'm the same way. Although I did tag Chris Jericho uh, because thanks to him during this episode, I found out that the Zoom uh, that I knew in the '90s. Uh, was a remake of a show from the 70s that apparently he used to watch, and I, I thought that was really really funny. The small things. It was like a PBS show, but obviously in Canada it wouldn't have been PBS, I don't think. Okay. Because I don't think that's a, I mean, it's an American broadcasting company. That's, yeah. what, that's what ABC is, so I don't know. <laughs> so the tag team champions keep their gold. Next week they go on to Fighter Fest at night two and, you know, have... Uh, another great match this time it will be against private party but kind but of on the chuck and trent uh, didn't win who knows what's going to happen here because after this match ftr came out with beers page of course right away drinks it and omega pours it out and it caused a little conflict there Young Bucks ran down to separate omega from ftr and adam page adam page was pissed because Omega is just that powerful. It's been a while since we've seen uh, Adam Page drinking as well. I think it's uh, May. Okay. I think it was the, the last pay-per-view that they did. Babe, I forget. My apologies about that. Uh, do you want to do predictions for night two? Uh, sure. Yeah, why not? All right. Let me uh, pull up the card here as, uh, you know, after your 4th of July is over and your weekend is spent. Uh, we'll go to night two on July 8th. Uh, start of the show. We'll start with Kenny Omega and Adam Page. First thing, private party. I'm going to say Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Yeah, now that the best friends didn't win, it has to be Page and Omega. It, it's It's got to be FTR to dethrone them, right? It has I, to be. Yeah, it has to be. Um, and FTR will be teaming with the Young Bucks to face off against the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Bros. I'm going to say FTR and the Young Bucks. Yep. Um, Cole Cabana and the Dark Order against SoCal Uncensored. Um, Dark that's going to be Brody, yeah, Dark Order, Brody Lee, and Stu Grayson. Mr. Nilo, Brody Lee. Mr. Brody Lee. Got it Lee. right, pal. Sorry. Yeah, and I had to correct you last week. Yeah. <laughs> Nyla Rose will be facing off against somebody. It'll probably be Nyla Rose winning. Have they announced who it is yet? Do you think who do you think it could be? Do you think it could be that new member of the Dark Order? Anna J? No. I think she's quarantined. Who? Anna J. Really? I think I think she's one of the Marshalls. Oh, okay. I think. I'm not sure. Lance Archer will be facing off against Joey Janela. I'm gonna go wildcard here. I'm gonna say Joey Janela. I'm going Lance Archer. Okay, good, okay. And Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy is probably going to be your main event. Uh, and I'm going to say Orange Cassidy. Yeah, this is difficult to choose. This is going to be a seven-star match. Um, Damn, I'm going to say Orange Cassidy as well. Yeah, all right, so we have one difference between the two of us for night two of Fighter Fest. And that was our AEW talk for the week this week. Um, and Brandon, 
Who are you shouting out? This is Brett the Hitman Art. I just want to thank everybody right here in Market Out. Now you're listening to Brad and Shoutouts. Beach Boys get the first shout out. I've probably given them dozens and dozens of shout outs, but to me, there's absolutely no band more American than them. And with July 4th here, why not put a spotlight on one of the best American bands of all time? Yeah. So two things about the Beach Boys. Number one, that was the first concert I ever, ever, ever went to in my entire life. It was the Beach Boys and Christopher Cross at Jones Beach. What? Dude, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> but, but like what version of Beach Boys? Like, uh... It wasn't a good version. Well, Wilson, uh, hold on, I, hold on. I, see, that's a thing. Everybody, like early, everybody... like the early 90s. Yeah, but if it was the early 90s, it, that could have been like Dennis Carl... I don't yeah, remember was, what year Carl or Dennis passed away, but I, I think they were still doing stuff because Kokomo came out when? That was all like the full house. I think they were all on it except for Brian because Brian yeah. was dealing with his uh, drug issues, I think. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I, it, seen... it amazes me that guys like that had like drug issues and they made like the happiest, funnest music. Yeah. And then uh, he releases that album Smile, right? <laughs> yeah. I've seen so many iterations of uh... – the Beach Boys, not really so many, because I've seen like the the Mike Love and Bruce Johnson version. Version, I've seen Brian by himself. I've seen all of them together twice. I saw them Full House. Well, you watched them on a television program. I I saw John Stamos with them numerous times, and I actually heard him sing Forever with them, which that's like one of my highlight, like concert highlights. <laughs> I was hearing respect. Stamos sing Forever with the Beach Boys. Oh, but also, one of my biggest concert regrets was not going to see them on July 4th in uh, Coney Island a few years ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. That would have been real sick. Uh, but but I've seen thing... them, like, July 5th, so that kind of, like, kind of counts. <laughs> um, so, speaking of other things, so speak, I saw the Jones Beach, and I was at Saks Bay uh, this week, and just looking at Jones Beach Theater, just getting real sad, because there's not going to be any concerts there this summer. Like, Rachel's supposed to be see Backstreet Boys there, like, this week, Yeah, there were, there were a lot of good concerts lined up for this summer. Yeah. They had the uh, the 50th anniversary of the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald. He hasn't toured with them in quite some time. Man. But I didn't have any tickets. Luckily, I was waiting for, like, the $20 tickets. Yeah, so was I. Luckily, I didn't buy any tickets because I would have been pissed going through Ticketmaster. They have this thing where apparently they they're not refunding people. Until the show's canceled, yeah, and not rescheduled. And even once it's rescheduled, it's up to the to Live Nation whether or not they want to refund you. And it's yeah, like I you, mother. <laughs> I have a lot of friends that got tickets to Rage Against the Machine, and you know, Rage Against the Machine was like, "We're postponing the tour. We understand. Get your money back from Ticketmaster and give them a hard time." <laughs> Dude, I I've had so many problems with Ticketmaster Live Nation. Yeah, even like when they had that lawsuit that everybody got like um free tickets to, to some crappy show. No, not oh, free. T- well, they yes, they had free tickets even though our venue Jones Beach didn't have a spot for free tickets until like way later. Yeah. Uh but like you had like the $2 off codes. If you use a $2 off code and your event is postponed or canceled, you lose the $2 code. I was like, hell no, that's not happening. You're giving me back the $2 code. I fought for months and months over stuff like that. I, when they had, um, I was supposed to go see Lionel Richie with Mariah Carey at Madison Square Garden. 
and <laughs> it gets postponed to I think it was August twenty second, the same night as NXT Takeover, I believe Brooklyn two, and I was like, no way in hell am I missing Takeover two or or three. I'm getting my money back, and they were giving me such a hard time over that. But eventually, I was able to get all my money back, and I went yeah. to Takeover instead because I already saw Lionel Richie. Don't really care about seeing Mariah Carey because I don't think she sings live. But whatever. All right. So, what's your second shout out? <laughs> the movie My Spy. It's available now on Amazon Prime. I watched it over the weekend, starring Dave Batista. Little Dave. Batista? Little Dave Batista. What does that mean? You have. To, I have to send you that clip. It's from <laughs> apparently Edge and Christian and Brian Gowertz had a like a um, a play acted out to Dave Batista's music, and they had like a whole storyline to it because there was that um, Ric Flair promo where you, when he was like hyping up. When they were in Evolution, he was hyping up uh, Dave backstage. He's like, yeah, you're an animal. You're a beast. And you're also an orphan. And you're, <laughs> you know, you're going to go get him. So it's like the worst person that you have to. It was on the Edge and Christians podcast, but it's not on their feed anymore. I have to find the story and send it to you. It's it's hilarious. And they like acted out it. It was so good. Um, he, he's, but anyway. in, he's in the the. Quibby or Quilby remake gimmick of uh, of Princess Bride. Quibby, that's what it Quibby? is. Quibby, Quil, Quilby, Quimby. I don't know what this. The, I don't. Was it was just on cell phones. Um, I don't know. I'm not familiar with it at all. I saw, I saw all the commercials like at the beginning. Um, I found it. Oh my god. But 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 he's in that. I haven't seen his clip yet. It's just a bunch of celebrities playing the same part. It's like a fan remake of it. Ah, crap. Um, yeah. Okay. Yes, I've seen this. I've seen this. Okay. So you watched my little spy. No, Continue. my spy. Okay. Sorry. I, and I think uh, honestly, Batista, I, I'm really enjoying his comedic roles. He's so good. I would like to see a movie, like a comedy movie, with him, Cena, and The Rock all together. I know that's like way marky and probably like not gonna happen. But uh, like, would that not be a big hit? Like, The Rock is one of the biggest people in Hollywood. And he's also really funny. John Cena has really funny comedic Hollywood movie roles. And with Batista doing more and more comedic roles, I think I think that'd be dope to see like the three wrestlers who went out and made it big in Hollywood unite. But I, I would say check it out. It's on Amazon Prime if you have that. Uh, and then the last shout-out, unfortunately... Um, Carl Reiner passed away this week at the age of 98, so the last shout-out goes to him. He was an absolute legend uh, and a comedic genius. His last role was a cameo in Toy Story 4 that I popped big time when I heard uh, his voice. Um, And then, I guess, one of the... In, in more recent years, one thing that I thought was, like, one of the funniest things that I've ever seen, he was on Conan in 2014 promoting his book. And instead of signing a bunch of copies for the audience, he signed every page of the book, and they had the crowd pass the the book around and rip a page out. And I thought that was just such a funny, like, brilliant comedic thing to do. So... Rest in peace, Carl Reiner. Thank you for the memories. 
Those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our, our... Markout Moment of the Week. That is right, our Markout Moment of the Week. The week. Do you, the week is your mark out moment? No, it's not the week. I mean, well, today I could totally hard mark out so hard, but I'm not going to because I can't talk about what I was doing today yet. So, oh. yeah. Mr. Secret. Secret. I know. Secret Chris projects that Chris does work on. Uh, well, I got to say from NXT Great American Bash has to be Sasha Banks. Uh, Sasha, Sasha Banks is uh, United States inspired attire nothing beats Zack riders uh yes that's a great uh, <laughs> combination of multiple wrestlers but i i would love like i don't collect wrestling figures and i wouldn't buy it if they made it but i would like to, i like looking at wrestling figures and i would like for them to make an elite of sasha banks in this attire with her dog ryu yeah yeah the, do- the dog is the uh, the side piece okay so i did mark out about something Best friends being driven to the ring by Trent's mom. Sue. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> I laughed so hard. So, anything else marked out of it? No, that's uh, that's about it, really. I marked out about the big two slabs of ribs that I'm cooking on Saturday for myself. What kind? Uh, St. Louis. That's the only way to go with ribs. Well, Pork, have you St. ever Louis. have you ever done monster beef bones? Uh, I was thinking about it. I saw them at the store, but I stopped myself because I have They're a... They're mad expensive. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, and I also have this a recipe for a braised... Dr. Pepper braised ribs. You braise them in Dr. Pepper. Like, that's your fluid you sit in there? Yeah. Bruh. That's, I've seen people do that. Dr. Pepper, some DP, some Coke. Yeah, all that stuff. You mix it together. So, that's it. That's the 4th of July episode of Marking Out. Episode 491. Yeah, eight, nine more weeks. And then we'll have our 500th episode. Should we do a, a call promotion? If you buy a shirt, we will call you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, Brandon... That's, hey, that's what I'm sure people want to love, love to three hear. O'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning when Brandon's sitting there on Discord. Bro, what are you doing? Yeah. You didn't even, hey. you didn't even put your uh, you didn't even put your area code, bro. Yeah, what is that? How am I supposed to get uh, you didn't put your phone code? Yeah, but hey, that's that makes sense though. Those are people that are dedicated to phone call promotions. But not us, because we're not doing one. <laughs> Facebook.com slash marking out, twitter.com slash marking out, YouTube and Instagram dot com slash marking out eleven. Email us, marketout1 at gmail.com. Buy some shirts. Fourth of July weekend. Use the coupon code of America at prowrestlingtees.com slash out. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog, Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161, and Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. And until next week, we wish you the... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.